I'm, I'm, I'm happy, Tony. I'm happy that you don't have to feel a Viking horn go so far in your ass it comes out your throat after betting on the Vikings. Jesus Christ. Uh, on, um, yeah, no, it's true. It's it's, it's not a very pleasurable what sensation. Would happen if, what would Guys, happen if you I don't, don't want to hear it, Dangles. Go. I don't want to hear it, so, Dangles. Go, real Drew. quick, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money and a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Now, boys, I said last week or earlier this week that we're the only gambling show that makes you money because we went 15 and 6 in week two. But you know what? It's time to put that into the past. It's time to put that into the oh, bank. Yeah. We did it. Goldfish, it's done. right? Like memory like a goldfish, like uh, like Sam says in Ted Lasso. Short memory, on to the next week. It is on to the next week indeed, and that next week starts today. Because on today's show, we're going to give you a Thursday night lean to start off the show. We're going to give you our Sunday night locks, which all of us went 3-0 and in last week. And then we're going to end the show with the King of the Coast segment, where each of these hosts here are giving out five bets that you can take this week in the NFL to make you money. I'm very excited because I got a good feeling of what's going on. Me and Dangles are very hot on Thursday night. Drew, how are you feeling coming in live from Las Vegas itself? I feel the desert heat in my hair, even though I'm wearing a hat. The Ryder Cups this weekend, I'm wearing my American flag Michigan hat. I'm fired up, boys, and guess what? I love the card. I'm not going to lie. The first two weeks, kind of tough, kind of like, kind of like, you know, kind of just tiptoeing around. I love the card this week, fellas. I love it. It's still in that moment of the NFL season where you can really remember the prior matchups that these teams have had, and you can start to connect the dots on, like, this guy did this to them, but they did this to this guy, so you can kind of make it work. To me, it's still a little bit too early to go to, like, a, a Football Outsiders or a PFF, which we will be using those stats in the future, maybe even these this week by these two other hosts, because I want more of a sample size, but for me, personally, I'm starting to get a feel on who these teams are. Dangles, how are you feeling heading into this week? Yeah, no, I think that's a good uh, that's a good point. I mean, I, I certainly think there is uh, still early early things that you can glean off of some of those uh, longer term stats, but you're right it, it, early this early on in the season. It's, it's really about matchups, Tony. And I think that's what we're going to be playing this week. That's certainly what I, uh, we're going to be looking at here with this uh, Thursday night game. Why don't we jump right into it? The Carolina Panthers it. are on the road, starting off two and Oh, you brought up the football outsiders, the Panthers for the first time in the history of the statistic are number one in DVOA. Wow. And yeah, I know that I was, uh, I was surprised to see that myself. They're also atop the league in defensive DVOA. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, this, this season playing very, very well, uh, rushing the pass very well. They head to Houston to take on the Texans at NRG stadium. Uh, Davis mills out of Stanford is going to be starting uh, this game. We start the game uh with the line or we go into the game i should say with the line at eight points the houston texans are home underdogs the total is at 43 points one of the lower totals on the board this week again this game is in 
Houston. And um, I, you, Tony, you looked a little surprised when I, I brought up that the Panthers were so good on defense. I was surprised, too, as I was looking at some of these statistics. Not only do they lead the league in DVOA and defensive DVOA, they also have the highest sack rate, which is mm-hmm. uh, a way of mm-hmm. looking at a way of looking at how uh, uh, beyond just sacks, how how well a defense sacks a quarterback on pass plays, factoring yeah. in a few other things. They're they're doing really really well this year i love them so far this year and they were my pick when we mfk the 2-0 surprise teams as my mary because of that defense i was surprised that they were number one because number one is a big deal when you're coming out of the dvoa rankings usually those things are better more than they're wrong i will say they did play zach wilson and the jets and just ruined this the saints the offense thing you have to but, keep in mind but i will say those texans Yours truly has taken them two weeks in a row against the spread, and they are 2-0 and against the spread heading into this season. Granted, most of that was due to Tyrod Taylor, who is now on the IR. As you said, it's a new guy in there, and it's a little bit different. I have a really good feeling about my Thursday lean. Before we go to Drew, I will say, Dangles and I are both 2-0 and in Thursday leans. Drew, you're 1-2. and You got to turn yep. it around right here. So I'm going to go to you first. Shape of the Sharp usually ends these segments, but I'm going to go to you first with your Thursday lean. So say what you got to say and let us know where you're going. Well, I just want to say, Tony, I remember getting mocked and, you know, flogged and spit at uh, when I <laughs> when I had Tyrod Taylor as as a top, you know, 35, whatever I had him at, top 35 quarterback. That guy played his balls off yeah. the first six quarters of the season. I mean, really a professional quarterback. And I think any team would be lucky to have him on the roster as a backup. Uh, I was Absolutely. listening to our friend uh, Sleepy J on Betting Predators this morning uh, with Mackenzie Rivers. He had an amazing segment on Mr. Davis Mills. Uh, I'll get it, I'll get into that in my handicap. But Davis Mills, guys, uh, he's not played much football the last couple of years. Let's just say that. So um, I have a lot of things I like here. I know for the sake of the Thursday night lean, we're going to keep it uh, to one. But uh, please I, I keep it to say, one, Drew. Please, God. for the yes, love of God, yes, keep, I will. It keep it to one. I will. But I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give a, a, a bonus hint. Hint. There's a lot <laughs> okay, of great so teaser there are legs. Two, so there are two yes. bets. No, 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 no. The, 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 there's a lot of great teaser legs this week, guys. And I can absolutely say I will go down to the sports book as soon as we're done recording, and I will place. I'm not sure what team I'm gonna place with, but I will use the Carolina Panthers in a teaser leg yeah. this week. I They're do love one. that down to two. Yes, absolutely. I'm not sure I'm gonna pair that with. So it's just. Again, that's not a bonus pick. That's a hint. It's okay. just a hint. I'll give it to you. For my, thurs- for my Thursday night lean, uh, listen, the Texans uh, have given up. Uh, they-, they actually shut the Browns out in the first quarter before giving up two touchdowns. Now, the Carolina Panthers have scored 16 and 17 points, respectively, in their first half. Mm. Last week, the Cleveland Browns' rushing attack rushed for 156 yards, and I do believe uh, if Dak Prescott wasn't, you know, playing to his ability, I think the runaway in two weeks for comeback player of the year would be the man C. Mac Christian McCaffrey. Mm. He looks like the all pro that he is. I think Davis Mills is bad, boys. I think he's bad. I think it's going to be a lot of short possessions for the Texans, a lot of punts in that first half. Mm. So my Thursday night lean, I will take the Carolina Panthers team total over 13 and a half in the first half. I like that bet. They're averaging 16 and a half points their first two games in the first half. Count it here. Shave for the sharp. Carolina team total over 13 and a half. And a bonus hint, put the Panthers in a okay. teaser. It's going to hit. Dangles, uh, I'm going to go next. I'll lead you to, to end this segment here. But uh, my Thursday night lean was hard because, again, 
This Houston team, we saw the first six quarters, vastly different than the last two quarters against Cleveland with Davis Mills at the helm. And yet I went into that really hard. I actually went through the play-by-play to see how that game was run because they were in it to start the second half, and then it got bad late. And I'm leaning two ways here, but I decided on one. I'll tell you the first one, though. Brandon Cooks had 14 targets in that game against Cleveland. 10 of which came when Davis Mills was in the game in the second half. So if he gets 10 targets a half under Davis Mills in a game that Drew says they're going to be behind early, you might want to look at Cook's over five and a half receptions as a a thing you want to take. But then you have to think about, will those targets actually turn into completions? And I'm not sure that they will. Instead, I'm going to go another way. Mark Ingram led this team in rushing. He had 26 carries in week one. In week two, he had only 14 carries. In fact, he was only out there for 31% of the snaps when on offense. But Most of those snaps came in the second half with Davis Mills. This guy, David Culley, he might not be big on analytics. He might not be all that intelligent when it comes to the inner workings of the game, but he knows how to run a football team. And he knows the best thing he can do to protect a young quarterback who might not be up to snuff in the NFL is to have a run game. Carolina has not allowed anybody to run the ball on them so far this year, even holding the great Alvin Kamara to the lowest yardage total he's had, I think, in his career. I still think they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to bang their head against the wall and try to do it. In fact, Mark Ingram had 14 carries in Week 2 against Cleveland, 10 of which came in the second half when the Texans were down big. David Culley's going to want to run the ball with Mark Ingram and try to make it easier on his young quarterback. Mark Ingram, over 9.5 rushing attempts, is my lean of the week for Thursday. Ingram, over 9.5 rushing attempts. Dangles, where are you going? Oh, you guys are going to hate me for this one. You guys are really going to hate me for this one. I hate myself for making this bet, if I'm being perfectly honest. It's maybe the squarest thing you can do. It's maybe there's this might have the least value of anything out there, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Davis Mills, I'm fading Davis Mills with my Thursday lean this week too, guys. I think this is going to be a bloodbath, and I truly (laughs) do feel bad for Davis Mills. He wins my human meat shield of the week award for taking one (laughs) for his team here. But guys, Davis Mills is going to throw an interception, at least one. His total right now is at .5. You got to hold your nose at the price. It's minus 200. But here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. Here's my thinking, right? Take the money that you won off of me last week. Take Mm. the money that you won off of all of us last week after a stellar week and go put it on this bet because it's going to happen. All he has to do is throw one pick. And and I'll just top it off by, uh, by saying this. Our Twitter account recently was in an exchange with some folks about the final leg of this famous 16-leg parlay that ultimately yeah. didn't hit for this uh, particular better, and you hate to see it. I think I did see that the casino was going to pay him like 130 grand or something for hitting 15 of the 16 legs, which I think sets yep. a dangerous precedent for parlays like this going forward for casinos, but that's another conversation for another day. But our account is responding and talking about how tough it is to hedge on a minus 650. And we tweeted the following. The goal of sports gambling is not to be right. The goal of sports gambling is to make money. And with this bet, you can do both. Even if you're making a little bit at minus 200, you got to bet a little bit more. You got to hold your nose at the price. Davis Mills is going to throw an interception. Put your winnings from last week on this and thank me later. Dangles, you you know, it's it's funny. You think that's a square bet. I, I swear to God, buddy. Sharper and sharper as the season goes. <laughs> I'm I, looking at this I, and I'm I, going, I, this stinks of squareness. I, like I, the numbers, it awful. does not. It does not. No, because that because this is the thing, that number 
is going to scare people away because they are square, because you are sharp, because because you are getting much better at gambling, my man. That is a great play. I actually looked at Davis Mills props as of five hours ago. I didn't even see that. I guarantee you, I think this is the first time I'm probably going to tail Dangles. I am going to tail <laughs> Matthew Dangles, Dangle and Antonio. At minus 200 for Davis Mills to throw an INT. That's, that's a good bet. That's a hell of a start for the Thursday night leans. And it's going to be an interesting matchup that our, our own Thomas Jones-Wortham won't be able to watch because Charter Spectrum does not carry NFL Network. But thus, we move on. Coming up next, it's time to go to Sunday night early. It's time for my Green Bay and Packers. The Sunday night lock is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. All right, boys, I'm smiling wide because not only did we do well last week, not only did we go 3-0 and in our Sunday Night Locks, but my team, my Green Bay Packers, beat the pants off of Drew's Lions, as they should have, and got back on the winning track just like Rodgers said they would. Wasn't sure I believed them, but they even covered the spread. Good teams win, great teams cover. And what do they get for that? They get a trip to San Fran tonight on Sunday Night Locks, a very scary matchup. Dangles, Sunday Night Locks, my man, read us, the, read us what's going on. What do we expect Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth to do? Yeah, let's uh, from where we are, Tony, it's uh, about a five hour drive up the five freeway to Santa Clara, California, just outside of San Francisco, where we have the uh, Niners hosting your Green Bay Packers. The Packers come in one and one, oh, and one on the road after that week one loss against the Saints in Jacksonville. And again, as you mentioned, they won last week on Monday Night Football against uh, the Detroit Lions. San Francisco 49ers come off of a uh, 17 to 11, I believe it was, win uh, over the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles and are 2-0, and um, but a lot of question marks on this offense. I mean, we, we think a lot of this offense, but the backfield's kind of in shambles right now. Jimmy G has been okay, not great. And on the other side of the ball, you got the Packers um, trying to rebuild their offense, and Aaron Rodgers looking a little more like himself this past week, but who boy, that defense, Tony, especially in the secondary outside of Jair Alexander, is, is not is not good questionable at best questionable at best I was actually I was looking at some breakdowns of how uh, different wide different cornerbacks do against uh, wide receivers and Green Bay is number one against number one wide receivers in the league in terms of yards allowed and then they just fall completely off the map on on, on against wide receiver number two against tight ends and against other receivers I wonder yeah. why that is it might be number 23 well the worst part of that dangles is the the San Fran 49ers they have a number one in Debo Samuel, but he doesn't play that traditional boundary number one uh, uh, Mm -hmm. spot. He's all over the field. They run options for him. They have him out of the slot, so he's all over the place. So Debo's going to be going up against the Kevin Kings of the world. Good news for my team is when we put our rookie QB, Eric Stokes, out there in Kevin King's spot, they played a lot better on the boundary. They tested Eric Stokes a lot. Detroit Lions did. Obviously, San Fran's a better offensive team, but Stokes held his own. Excited to see that kid in the future of this year. Kevin King, however, is still finding his way on the field, and that scares me to my bones. I'm going to go first on this because I think I really oh, have it, Before we though. do, before we do, oh. Tony, I've neglected to give, give the line. Uh, the Packers oh, yeah. are, are giving three on the road. The the Niners are, uh, are, are favored by three points, and the total is 50 and a half. Big total. Big total for these teams. And also, San Fran, 
their running back situation. I mean, they're signing guys from the XFL. They're signing guys from yeah. practice squads. They don't know who's going to be the running back there. But does it matter against this it Green Bay not. defense? It I'm not, not sure it does. It may not. And as much as I want to take my Packers here, Green Bay plus three, Aaron turned it around, last dance, last chance. I just can't get over the ghosts that we have in that stadium. They've killed us in that stadium all the way back to the Kaepernick years. So I cannot take Green Bay plus three, even though I want to. I'm not going to bet with my heart. Instead, I'm going to bet with my head. The Detroit Lions were leading at halftime against this Green Bay team, 17-14. to 14. The New Orleans Saints trounced us in the first half. I believe they had 24 points in the first half against us when we played that game in Jacksonville in Week 1. San Fran's number right now for the first half is 13 and a half. I guarantee you this is going to hit. My Sunday night lock is to San Fran get out early on this Green Bay team that likes to come out lethargic. I cannot promise that Green Bay will do the same. I'm pretty sure San Fran goes in with a halftime lead, but I know they score more than 13.5 points in the first half. San Fran over 13.5 in the first half is my Sunday night lock. Dangles, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go, and, and actually, I know you, you did mention it's a big total, uh, but I'm going to take the over here for Ooh. the Packers and the Niners. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think this this was at just 50 straight earlier this week, and it's ticked up just a little bit, uh, probably after Sunday night or Monday night football, and Aaron Rodgers kind of showed out and, and, and proved that he can still throw the ball. Um as you mentioned, the 49ers running situation is in flux, and if it's not good, they might abandon the run game altogether and go to the pass. It is a Kyle Shanahan offense, but look, if they get, and especially if Green Bay does come out swinging, yes, maybe they like to come out lethargic, but I could, again, these are two really high scoring offense. I could see both of these teams coming out swinging hard early on in the game. Um, there's, uh, as you mentioned, there's the bad, bad defense on, on the green Bay side of the ball. They're not going to be rushing the passer a, a lot. Well, they might be rushing the passer a lot, but their pass rush isn't very good. Um, all of these things I think factor into a potential for a high total in this game. I think, uh, you know, if they can hit 50 in a, a game against the lions, that should be no problem in a game against the 49ers. I also believe uh, a guy named Josh Norman is covering Devonte Adams. I think we have the upper hand in that one. Drew yeah. Schaefer, the sharp Sunday night locks. You hit yours last week, just like we all did. Where are you going against my? I hated Packers. Well, Tony, I was going to ask you if you remember uh, any 49ers or Packers matchups of, of, of the past couple years, um, and uh, you declined comment on that. But listen, I'm not <laughs> buying these ghosts of this stadium. Uh, uh, I was reading Warren Sharp today, and since 2014, the 49ers are an astonishing 420 and 2, uh, 16.5% ATS as home favorites. If you think it's gotten better since That's Kyle atrocious. Shanahan's been there, if you think it's if you think it's gotten better since Kyle Shanahan got there, you're incorrect. He's four twelve and one, twenty five percent against the spread as home favorites. Um, I love 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 the Packers here. Anytime you get wow. Aaron Rodgers, anytime you get Aaron Rodgers as a as a as a favorite, you or sorry as an underdog on the road, it's it's almost it's almost an auto bet for me. Mm. However, that will not that will not be my Sunday night lock. I am going to. I it's a strong it's the strongest lean I have. I'm probably going to play the Packers. In my contest, you can find those picks on my Twitter come Sunday morning. However, my lock dangles. My man, this is a dead nut over it? game. 100%. We're doing <laughs> We're it. Doing it. I love uh, it. I love it. Over 50. Uh, where'd you get the number at, Danks? 50 or 50 and a half? I gave I it at 50, 50 and, and a half, half, but I was saying I think it started okay, the week 50 and at half. 50. If you can find yep. it at 50, okay. great. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're, we're going to play it at 50 and a half. Listen, I am so unimpressed with that Packers defense. I really am. And I do think, I do think it does not matter 
who the 49ers put at running back. I think they're going to move the ball. Shanahan clearly has something going against that Packers defense. He has their number. So, again, I'm going to lean probably to Rodgers. I I can almost guarantee I'll have him in at least one contest at plus three, assuming that number stays there when they're posted. But my Sunday night lock, me and Dango is going to ride together on this. We're going to go over 50 and a half. I hope there's a lot of points in this game because that's the only way the Packers win this one. But that is it. We We have two overs at 50 and a half, and we have the San Fran over 13 and a half in the first half. Those are your Sunday night locks. Coming up next, boys, stretch it out. Get a little warmed up. We're going to give up five bets each. It's time to tackle Sunday in our very own King of the Coast segment, and that is coming up next. West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. All right, boys, it's time for the King of the Coast segment. I just realized I'm pretty sure I start every segment with, all right, boys, but I'll change that eventually. But for now, (laughs) we're moving forward. It is the King of the Coast. Each of the hosts here is giving up five bets, three sides, one teaser, one total. That's three sides, one teaser, one total. We assign points to all these bets. That first side is only worth one point. That second side is two points, as is the total in the teaser. And that last side we give out, the backup, the Brinks truck lock of the week, is worth three whole points. Through two weeks... Schaefer the Sharp, as he should be, is leading the two of us here. He has 13 points on the week. Myself right behind him with 12. And Dangles, you started off bad, but you came on last week. You have eight points now looking to make more. A total of 10 points for all of us, so we can really make a jump here. I'm feeling really good about my one-point side to start us out. But Dangles, I'm going to go to you first. Three sides, one total, one teaser. One-point side is starting us off. Where are you starting us? I got the Titans at minus five and a half. This is a home game for them. They welcome a Colts team that I don't expect will have Carson Wentz. And if they do have Carson Wentz, I don't think he's going to play very well. I know the Titans have been kind of iffy and their defense hasn't been very good. And we're not really sure what to expect out of this passing offense. It's not it doesn't seem to be the same Titans team that it was last year. And there's probably good reason for that with Arthur Smith as the uh, the offensive coordinator now being the head coach in Atlanta. However, they still have Derrick Henry, who went off last week just like he he is. It's a ticking time bomb. It's going to happen. And again, this Colts defense has kind of been all over the place. They haven't been as good as they have been in previous years. I think the Titans can lock this up at minus uh, at uh, at minus five and a half fairly easily. Again, this game is uh, in Nashville, and uh, with Carson Wentz on the fence and with two sp- two sprained ankles, I mean, unbelievable. This dude just, I mean. I almost just want him to retire and save himself the trouble at this point because it's just everywhere he goes, he seems to to just not be able to escape the injury bug. And I don't think this weekend's going to be any different. Dangles. Tony he was, Squares he was would, in a Tony Squares would rip his clothes. Wednesday morning. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if I, I, Frank Reich hasn't said, as of the recording of this show, Frank Reich has not yet said definitively whether or not he will start. But if he doesn't start, who is it? It's Jacob Eason, right? Like that. I'm. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I think they'll easily win if the uh, in the event that Carson Wentz doesn't start, and I think it's likely he doesn't. If Carson Wentz retired this year, we have Tony Squares over there rip his clothes and throw dirt in his eyes because, <laughs> according to according to Scares, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback to ever walk he this does planet love him. Earth. He does love him. Well, let's go to another team that I love and it's team that I hated earlier this season, but as the games have gone on, I've learned to really enjoy this team, particularly their quarterback. I just love watching him play, and I'm fully rooting for the guy. Any interview he gives, he wins you over, and I really want them to keep winning as they have been. But I'm making this bet not just for that. I'm making this bet instead because if you check out our Twitter at West Coast Gams, you search the West Coast Gamblers, we have had an influx, for whatever reason, an influx of the Raider Nation coming into our follows and giving us love. And I'm going to return the favor here because the Las Vegas Raiders at 2-0 are hosting the Miami Dolphins, who won't be starting Tua, instead are starting Jacoby Brissett, who looked putrid when he came in to help out after Tua went down. He looked absolutely terrible. And I know this line is too easy. I know Las Vegas Raiders minus four against a hapless Miami team just seems too easy. But my name is Tony Squares, and I'm going to go with the easy love. (laughs) I love this Raider nation i love that they're following us on twitter they're giving us the love and this one is for you raider nation silver and black all the way las vegas minus four is my one point side to start us off shape of the sharp where are you going you got a beer bet there tony we're cracking one open i will oh, gladly take that, the dolphins that. plus four thank you for bringing that up because t- you owe me yes. a beer i do I do, oh, I do. So right. we're gonna double, we're gonna double nothing. Because here's the thing, Brissett, Brissett looked, he looked horrible. He's an upgrade over Tua. I love the Dolphins at plus four. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna make a play, but I will double or nothing. Beer bet on that. Give me the Dolphins plus four for a bottle of Frosty Suds, pal. You're on. Listen, boys, I told you I love the card this week, and here's why Shave the Sharp loves this card. Shave the Sharp took way too many favorites the first two weeks because he's trying to feel this out, but now. Uh, you ever heard the phrase, you can't put lipstick on a pig? Well, in the NFL, you can absolutely put lipstick on a pig. And I told you, I kind of like the Dolphins. I almost, this was almost my, my first debut of a Lions plus nine. I love the Lions plus nine, but I couldn't quite do it. I can't pull a trigger. I'm a little scared. Yeah. However, uh, we're going on this theme that, that, that I, I'm, I discovered uh, potentially last week. We're going to play mid-tier quarterbacks as underdogs and no one no one has looked more terrible this year than the atlanta falcons no way Uh, somehow they are getting three points against daniel jones and the giants now if you think daniel jones and the giants should be favored in any forum of this sport you're insane you're insane that is my one point side. That's Give all me the home Atlanta field advantage. Falcons. That game is a pick'em. That is that game is a pick'em. Otherwise, and that three points is because the boobers. The boobers are going to come out. The boobers are going to come out early. The Falcons. Listen, that 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 last game, that last score is very misleading. They're not yeah, going to throw two pick sixes in the second half. Yeah. Give me the Falcons all damn day plus three. There is no way in hell the New York Football Giants should be favored by a field goal. That is ridiculous. Falcons plus three. Let's roll in the mud, boys. That is a classic plug your nose bet. I love. Love it. I absolutely love it. Dangles, it's time to go to the teaser land. It's time to pair Ooh, two boy. teams together. You take six points off the spread. You get to put six points wherever you want on both sides. Dangles, two-point teaser. You got to win both of these to win the teaser. It's worth two points in our game. King of the Coast, where are you going? 
Does it have to be? Do we have to be six points? I think you I'm going to do seven. Six points. You can do I, seven. I was, I'm say, do I, was seven. At a, I was looking at a six and a half this week. Honestly. You can do six and a half. Six and a half, six and a half works. I was yeah, looking I at a six 20, and a half. All right. Well, let's do it. So, okay. We'll, we'll so, pay the 10 cents. So, look, there's actually a lot of, well, and, I, and I'll explain why I'm paying the 10 cents a little bit later on. Um, but there's a lot you could do this week, for the record, with teasers. There's a lot of numbers uh, that, oh, yeah. you could, that you can work with this week. A lot of fun to be had. I chose a couple games that I kind of like. Uh, and so my teaser is going to be I'm teasing the Washington football team up to plus 14 in a six and a half point teaser. And I'm teasing the Los Angeles Rams up to plus eight in, for my teaser. I think the football team could end up a total punching bag for the Bills after their shaky uh, start and Josh Allen's inconsistent play. The Bills defense, guys, is still very good. Yes, again, yeah. two games, but second in the NFL and DVOA. They're going to have uh, 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 Tredavious White covering Terry McLaurin, so you know they're going to be having to look other places to throw the ball around. That secondary is excellent. And then, guys, the Rams are going to be competitive at home in this game against Tampa Bay. They've got one of the league's best offense, and Tampa Bay, don't forget, vaunted defense yes but they've given up 29 and 25 respectively through two weeks of football so I decided look I'm fine to pay the extra 10 cents so that I could get the full two touchdowns on the Washington football team I'll live with the push in this in this situation and then eight points for the Rams I think that's a that's a steal no-brainer at SoFi the Rams are absolutely going to be competitive so again six and a half point teaser uh, Washington football team up to plus 14 and the uh, Los Angeles Rams up to plus eight I like it Dangles I like it a lot. The only thing is it could be the Sean McVay flu game. He is currently missing practice right now because yeah. he is under the weather. It's not a COVID illness, but we might have a little, uh, might need a little IV in the arm to get on the sideline there. What's going to be a very competitive, very fun game matchup of the NFC best right now. My two team teaser. And I love this so much. I've been waiting for it. And we asked this question earlier. At what time does Justin Fields become the starter of the Chicago Bears? And whoever said week three, winner, it? winner, this chicken guy. dinner. This guy, winner, I've been saying winner. for weeks on this podcast, week three, Justin Fields, take it to the bank. Listen, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, they were not good when he came into the game. Uh, the offense, uh, I should say, but the score, like Drew said about the Atlanta-Tampa game, that was not the way the game was played. Chicago had two pick sixes almost in a row, and then um, Cincinnati started to throw the ball deep late, and Chicago gave up some points. Chicago was killing that Cincinnati team. And then Cleveland beating the pants off of Houston. They were tied in that game going into half against an awful Houston team. If Tyrod Taylor plays in that game, I'm not sure Cleveland wins. Cleveland is missing uh, people on that team. Jarvis Landry is now on the IR. They're going to be throwing a Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's going to be an interesting game. They can run Anthony the ball Schwartz. very well. But that defense is not as good as uh, people thought it would be. And obviously, Baker can make mistakes. And I think he does against this Chicago defense, who has proven a lot of people wrong so far. You take a seven-point teaser in my eyes because I know it's minus 140, but you get Chicago all the way up to plus 14. And I really think Chicago has a chance to, or Justin Fields has a chance to make all those Bears fans very happy. In fact, this is my Tony Cavallo upset special of the week. I think Chicago goes in there and wins this game, but I'll take plus 14 on the teaser just in case I'm wrong. And I'm pairing it with a, I mean... I've bet against this team three weeks in a row now, and I'm going to bet against them probably 17 straight weeks because, as Urban Meyer said, it's like playing Alabama every week in the NFL, and Urban Meyer ain't ready for Alabama. He never has been. Arizona down to a pick em at Jacksonville. Kyler Murray going 3-0 and at Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence throwing another three picks and getting sacked five more times, playing that Cardinal defense. I'm taking Arizona in a pick em, teased with Chicago, plus 14 at Cleveland. That is my 2.2-team teaser.
Drew, where are you going? A lot of good teaser options, guys, this week. Uh, as, as Tony said, the Cardinals seem like a very popular one. Um, the miserable Vikings, who, because of my doctor's dangle statement, I will not bet on them. However, you can tease them up over a touchdown at home. That seems like a like a good bet. The Rams and Bucks, I think either of those legs work. Um, Tony, God damn it. I mean, did you did you neglect to say why the why the Bengals got back into the game that Justin Fields hand just literally just gave the Bengals an opportunity to get back in that game with one of the worst pick sixes I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't care. I don't care that he is starting. He gets a full week of first team reps. I don't care that people are high on him. The, he is not. He is. I, I, he, he's back in this home in Ohio where he played college ball. He is not ready to be an NFL quarterback. So I'm going to take your teaser. I'm going to see your teaser, and I'm going to tease the other side. We are going to have a 14-point middle here, but as my first leg of the <laughs> teaser will be the Cleveland Browns at 6.5 to, to get them to a nice .5. I, uh, I will see your upset special, and I will say Eileen Brown's ATS there, but I will tease them. We have a 13-point middle. And Dangles, interesting handicap on your – football team teaser when you just said this could be the the McDermott punching bag I'm not sure why you want to tease a team up however I am also taking a no no, no. I think I think the, the other team side could be the punching bag the football team could be the punching bag not yeah, McDermott. That, yeah no 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 but that's what I'm saying yet you still tease them uh not really seeing the you know analysis there however we we, hey, we, we can all win we can all win <laughs> I'll take both your I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll take both your middles we'll have 13 points I am teasing the bills at minus one and the Browns at 0.5 at six and a half. I'll pay a dollar 20 at a local book. And that will be my two team teaser. Oh man. Drew's against us a couple different ways so far. Dangles. I'm interested to see how that turns out. He could be buying us a lot of beer from Vegas and you know, beer is expensive when you're in Las Vegas. Two and oh and teasers. Let's move on though, to the two point side. It's time for the two point side. Dangles, we're going to go to you first, my guy, where are you going for your two point side? Well, I left him out of my card last week, but I got to bring him back in guys. The Patriots are going to cover two and a half points against the saints this weekend, a dome team on the road in the saints with a rocky start to the season, having to operate away from their home base, just coming off of a COVID outbreak that knocked out a bunch of their coaching staff. There's so much working against this Saints team coming into uh, Gillette this weekend. The Panthers brought a ton of pressure against them last week. They got to Jameis a couple of times. They forced him to throw a couple of interceptions. That front the uh, front seven of the New England Patriots can get in the backfield. Matthew Judon uh, has been very, very good this year. Christian Barmore has showed out for us and been good on the snaps uh, that he's played. Those guys can get into the backfield and make you pay. I am uh, taking the Patriots minus two and a half at home. This game, this uh, moved a little bit. It was three earlier in the week, the yeah. full field goal. Now it's moved down to two and a half points. Um, you know, look, I, I, I think that the, I think we're going to see Cam take some more shots or Cam. I think we're going to see Mac take some, which is Cam backwards for, for those of uh, those of you who are paying attention. I think we're going to take him, uh, see him take some more shots uh, downfield this week. You need he's him talk, to. He's been talking about it all week and in, in, in practice and in press conferences. He's been saying, I, I'm watching. He said he said in a press conference earlier this week, I watched my film and I wanted me to throw the ball downfield. But he's still the kind of game manager that's going to keep them in this and keep them competitive. So I, I do think they cover this spread at two and a half points. Patriots minus two and a half is my two point side. Well, Dangles, if you ask me who the best running back in the world, it's Derrick Henry as of right now. And if you ask me who the second best running back in the world, who the guy I'd want to lead my team, it would be Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook and that Minnesota team, Dalvin Cook can't be stopped. He was getting 10-yard, 12-yard, 15-yard runs every time he got the ball in their game this past weekend. And this week, they play the team that Derrick Henry ran all over, those Seattle Seahawks. And I'm, 
Oh, it's tough. It's really tough. Didn't we just talk about not betting on the Vikings? Because the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook are hurting coming into this game. Dalvin Cook has a sprained ankle. He was getting up slow, and it's already early in the season, and Minnesota's just searching for hope after missing that field goal. And they host these Seattle Seahawks who threw up all over themselves last week, and Seattle is minus one and a half, and Drew... I don't know what you did on Tuesday during the Dr. Dangles segment, but I am now contagious with that purple fever. I got a little bit of purple in me, and I am killing the Minnesota Vikings. Seattle is going to come into town and rip this team to shreds. Minnesota is a joke of a franchise. Dalvin Cook is hurting. That offensive line is hurting. That defense is hurting. And Seattle is going to come in angry that they gave up a game. They gave up a game to Tennessee, and I think they come in and they beat the pants off of this Minnesota team. Seattle minus one and a half over this putrid Viking team. Thank you, Matthew Caller, for the hookup earlier this year. Seattle minus one and a half is my two-point side. we've name-dropped that guy more than anybody else every time we bring the Vikings up. Thanks for telling us they stink. They stink. They stink. They stink. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? I'm, I'm, I'm happy, Tony. I'm happy that you don't have to feel a Viking horn go so far in your ass it comes out your throat after betting on the Vikings. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yikes. On, um, yeah, that's no, true. It's, it's it's not a very pleasurable what sensation. Would happen if, what would Guys, happen if you I don't, don't want to hear it, Dangles. Go. I don't want to hear it, <laughs> so, Dangles. Go, Real Drew. quick, real quick. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, Tom Brady is uh, doing a first, a first ever in his NFL <laughs> career. Do you know what that is? Mm. Any chance? Playing in SoFi? What? Playing in LA? He is is playing a professional football game in Los Angeles for the first time in his NFL career. That is a fact. I fact-checked it, Tony. I know you're you're skeptical. Look. So uh, this line opened at plus one. It was immediately bet up to minus one and a half. Of course, since I'm in a uh, the 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 gambling capital of the world, I can't bet online because it makes a lot of sense. So uh, for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> I will play by the rules, of course, because I am uh, by the book. So um, McVeigh, zero and three. Uh, as home underdog in his tenure as Rams coach. Mm. And if you don't think Tom Brady knows and cares that he's making his L.A. debut as a professional football player at the age of 44, you're high. He absolutely knows that. I believe he's going to come out under the lights of Tinseltown and try to put on a show and try to put an early claim on that MVP race because he knows Schaefer the Sharp has 60 bucks at 14 to 1 on him. He understands that. (laughs) So I think this is going to be a great football game. I cannot wait to watch it. Um, Of course, I would love the plus one. I'll end up probably taking the money line to be safe. But for the sake of King of the Coast, my two-point side will be Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Give me TB12 in Tinseltown, over the Rams, all day, every day. I love it. I do love it. And, I mean, you may have heard this stat already, but it's worth repeating because of how mind-blowing it is. Tom Brady needs 14 more touchdown passes to have more touchdowns in his 40s than he had in his 20s. Unbelievable. An insane human being. Dangles, it's time to go to the total. This is also worth two points to our King of the Coast rankings. It's the squarest bet we make all show, but it is a total, and you got to take one of them during the week. Where are you going, my guy, over or under? This feels pretty square. Uh, I am going to go to an over, and I'm going to go to a half over. This Chiefs-Chargers game is going to get out to a fast, fast start. The over-under in the first half is 27 points, and I'm taking that over. The Chargers have scored the majority of the points they have scored, albeit that's not a ton in the first half of football, and the Chiefs are third in the league 
after two games in first half DVOA. I think these two teams come out swinging. It's a division matchup. You got two high-powered passing offenses and two defenses that two defenses that can be passed on. First half yeah. over 27. That is my total this week. Dangles, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I might have to tell you on that as well, but I'm going a different way because I took an over last week and it bit me in the butt. I got to go back to my unders here. That's where the money is. At least that's where my value looks. Uh, that's where I see value, I should say. And as for that Kansas City team, my friend Dangles, I believe Baltimore had the best game of their season in week two when they beat Kansas City coming back in that game. And I think they're going to be a little, they're going to be on a high, but they're not going to be feeling that same type of dog mentality that they need when they're playing this putrid Lions team in Detroit. Detroit, as uh, Drew said, they're plus nine right now, and Drew's leaning to the plus nine. I am as well. I am also leaning, though, that that Detroit offense stinks they scored uh, what they scored, but that was against my bad uh, uh, Green Bay defense. They scored garbage time points against that San Fran team. And Baltimore's offense, if you can stop the run against them, you can stop the team. I do not buy the passing offense of Baltimore at all. I, I mean, the picks that Lamar threw to Tyrion Matthew, I think that can be replicated by any safety on the field for any team. And I think Detroit picks him off as well in this game. Baltimore and Detroit under 49 and a half. That is a big number to me. Under 49 and a half, I don't think Detroit comes to play offensively. And I don't think Baltimore is going to be as on point as they need to be to score this many points. Baltimore, Detroit under 49 and a half is my total. That one's got backdoor cover written all over it. Uh, all, it very well could. All, very all well could. It. Very well could. Shay for the Sharp, where are you going? Uh, I'm also going to go to an undertone, and uh, this one actually stood out like a sore thumb. And what did Robert Sala say about Zach Wilson after that miserable performance against the Patriots? He said he needs to learn how to be boring. He needs to learn how to be boring. If that's not a hint in a handicap, guys, you're not paying enough attention. Uh, this game script will be boring. I think this is a ball control, and the Broncos are 10-point favorites, which I think is a little steep for not a very explosive office. Teddy uh, uh, – not a very explosive offense. Teddy Covers is very methodical leading his, Tom, leading his team down the field without Judy, kind of a little less big play capability. So this under is at 42, and I just did some math here. If you actually would have averaged these four game totals amongst these two teams, they averaged exactly a whopping 35 points. Wow. That is a touchdown, a touchdown uh, below the, the game total of 42. Broncos averaging in their two games 38 total points. The Jets in their two games 32 32 total points conservative game plan quote-unquote boring game plan Zach Wilson I think is gonna really keep the ball close to his vest I think Vic Fangio is gonna be very content with playing field position not taking too many risks probably my best total of the year is gonna be this under 42 I feel great about it Jets Broncos under 42 Okie dokie. It's time to back up the Brinks truck, folks. It's time for our three-point King of the Coast lock of the week. Back up the Brinks truck dangles. Where are you going, my guy? Well, I hope you got on this one early. If you didn't, you're dealing with a hook right now. Uh, but I'll still play it at the current spread, which is uh, seven and a half. That's Cardinals against Jacksonville. Guys, this Jacksonville team is historically bad. They are terrible. They are just, just terrible. Cardinals, meanwhile, top five overall DVOA, top 10 on offense and defense, uh, offense and defense. Jacksonville, 31st overall in DVOA. Their offensive line is very good, which will play well against a, uh, 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 a Cardinals pass rush that has been effective over the first two games of the season. Um, I, I still think that seven, even seven and a half points, I'll still play it at seven and a half points. That's no problem for the Cardinals. That's no problem for Kyler Murray. This team is going to score a lot of points. Jacksonville is going to be playing for from behind this entire game. Trevor Lawrence is going to be he 
heaving the ball up. I think uh, seven and a half points is doable for sure for the uh, for the, I call them the St. Louis Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. They were once the St. Louis Cardinals. That is my Brink Struck bet of the week. Dangles, I like that. Arizona, I mean, they're in my teaser. Uh, seven and a half is a lot of points, but again, Urban Meyer stinks. Um, the worst. Bad. The worst. My backup, the Brinkstrup, I'm very excited about because I did some research on this one, and that research was done in the Gaming Society newsletter, and it led me to this pick, and it's my favorite one on the board. A lot of divisional matchups this week, a lot of pivotal divisional matchups this week. You have Tennessee and Indy. Those two teams, one of them has to win the AFC North. It ain't going to be Houston or Jacksonville. You also have Kansas City, LA Chargers, both of whom are 1-1, and and two 2-0 teams sit above them already in the division. Whoever loses that matchup is really in the back end. But the matchup you got to look at is heading to Monday Night Football, the Manning cast itself. Philly at Dallas. I love this game. It's going to be a juicy matchup. Philly against San Fran did not produce as well as they should have. It sort of looks like if Jalen Hurts is behind in a game, you're going to beat that team. And then Dallas. I mean, they probably shouldn't have won against the LA Chargers, but they played the Chargers and the Buccaneers back-to-back and really competed with both of those teams. I think that offense picks it up, especially the rush offense in this game against Philly. But did you know, speaking of my research, did you know that since Dak Prescott became the starter in Dallas— Dallas is 11 and 4 against the spread when hosting a divisional game. Did you know that since Dak Prescott became the starter, they're 8 and 1 against the spread when favored by a field goal or more in a divisional game. They're favored by three and a half in this game against Philly, and I am taking the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half as my backup the Brinks truck bet. Nine and one against the spread. It will be. Give me all the Dak Prescott. Like give me all the Zeke Elliott. And give me my guy, CeeDee Lamb, who is on literally every single one of my fantasy teams. I need you. I'm not doing well in fantasy. Dallas <laughs> minus three and a half. Back up the motherfucking brings truck. Schaefer? Well, you said Dallas probably shouldn't beat the Chargers, Tony. And I can I can second that opinion with some facts here, courtesy of Warren Sharp. Uh, the Chargers uh, had the, had the uh, before the first half, had the ball on the – Dallas Cowboys, 39, first and 10 with two minutes left and three timeouts. They called their first timeout with 17 seconds left in the half, still weren't in the red zone, end up missing a 44-yard field goal, went to halftime with two timeouts and zero points. Yeah. And he continued in 2020 uh, uh, early down play action for Justin Herbert. Uh, 9.2 uh, yards per attempt in 2021, six yards per attempt. Uh, something is 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 not clicking with this Chargers team. However, if you looked at the Kansas City Chiefs, guys, if you would have bet one unit, a hundred, let's just say a hundred dollars or one dollar, whatever you want, uh, the last thirteen games, the Chiefs are eleven and two straight up. However, they are you would have. You would be up 9.9 units blindly betting them against the spread. This Chiefs defense is the worst, according to PFF. Number 32 in the league. I did not like what I saw from them at all on Sunday night. I would, If this game was 7, it would probably be the early play of the year for me. Mm. It's plenty enough points. There's no way my backup that brings truck, but I'm not going with the Justin Herbert Chargers with a much better defense, getting six and a half points against a team that just doesn't cover. They just do not cover. Back up the Brinks truck. Let's go, Jose. Los Angeles Chargers, six and a half. Take it to the bank. I love it. Back up the Brinks truck. Shaver the sharp. Man, he gets wow. he gets worse and worse every week, Dangles. He gets worse and worse every week, but we keep on. We keep him on because he hits his bets. He is you know leading this King of the Coast worse. segment. Oh, thanks for keeping me on, Tony. You know thanks who that can bring some value to the show. You know who can't get any worse <laughs> is Davis Mills. 
He literally cannot yes. get any worse. No. We than don't it is know. He's never started right a game. Now. I cannot he be, stress. He could be at the top of our QB no, rankings no. at the end of fade, the season. You don't know. Fade this so. Fade this so hard. This is going to be so bad. That's enough about the Thursday night game. That's happening die. tonight. They're gonna if you die. listen to this show when it releases, but uh, we got time before it happens. You can take our Thursday leans and the rest of our bets and make yourself some money in Week Three. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are. The West Coast Gamble is the only gambling show that makes you money and a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And that's it for week three, boys. It's time to get back to playing some football. I'm having fun. I know you guys are having fun. And uh, as for the listeners at home and the viewers watching on YouTube, which all of you should follow, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 